Let me call your attention tonight to Matthew chapter 21, and um, we're, we're going to do some reviewing. Um, the last night of the meeting, normally I take the entire uh, week and we re review the, all the messages, and we preach a little bit of each one in summary, that way you'll, you'll know what you have heard this week. That's what it's about. It's not about a preacher coming in and preaching eight messages or seven messages or whatever. It's about you getting, getting the message from God, amen. amen, and me getting what God wants me to get. And, uh, and, and, and I said this last year. Uh, I, I learned this principle by asking a question in the back of the church one night. I said to a young couple, can you tell me what I preached on uh, this morning? And um, they couldn't tell me. And he looked at her and she looked at him very puzzled. And then, then I just started asking people going out the door what I had preached on the night before. And some of them could tell me if they looked at their notes. And, uh, and so I said, Lord, this, this is just not right. Um, we, we are to preach so that people can learn and mature and, 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 and get fed. And if they can't tell me what I've preached on, there's, there's a problem. I, I'm even, I, it's my fault or it's their fault. So let me make it easy for them. And so uh, last night, one of your members said, Brother Beckham, I like the way you do because uh, I, I, I can remember because you review every night and, and I don't forget it. And, and that's what it's about, amen? amen. amen. It's not just about preaching a bunch of messages right. and uh, so I um, that's that's the way I do it I don't try to push it on anybody else that's just the way I uh, the Lord told me to do it Matthew chapter 21 in verse 12 and verse 13 if you'll stand with me for the reading of these two verses we're going to cover a lot of verses tonight and and again if you'll smile at me We'll get done quicker, uh, okay? Everybody just put a big old smile on your face. There you go, okay, keep it right there, all right? Uh, Matthew chapter 21, verse 12, and Jesus went into the temple of God Amen. and cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, it is written, quoting Isaiah 56, 7, My house shall be called the house of prayer. I didn't put it in there. Amen? That's the word of God. Yes. But ye have made it a den of thieves, quoting Jeremiah 7, 11. Father, thank you again for the reading of your word. I pray that it will seek into my heart into my soul, into my mind tonight. And Lord, that I will not be guilty of just preaching it, that I'll be, be um, guilty of listening and, and letting it uh, go into my heart and, and do a work in my heart so I can be a mature Christian, a growing Christian. And Father, I pray that same prayer for my brothers and my sisters tonight. 
And Lord, also, if I can't, if I can't be loving to them and if I can't be caring and sensitive, as I have prayed many times, please let me swallow my pride and, and sit down. And then, Lord, I pray for those that may be here tonight that's lost. Lord, I pray they'll be saved tonight. And Lord, so many times I know you hear your people just pray that people would get saved, but Lord, how about the urgency? And Lord, I'm asking you to save them tonight because tomorrow night may not come. Use me again tonight, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Context of Matthew chapter 21 is Jesus riding into Jerusalem, and he's riding in on a donkey, and uh, there's a, a humble animal, and here he is riding in, a humble person riding in on a humble animal, and, and so he sees the temple of God and being the man of prayer that he was and, and he still is, amen. He sits on the right hand of the Father and he prays and he intercedes for you and me. Aren't you glad that we have an intercessor that, that can just walk right into the throne room of God and, and present our petitions to the Father? And so that's what he does. And when he went in there, I believe he went in there to pray that day because he knew the scriptures and he knew that the temple of God was to be a house of prayer. So here he is going in to pray. And when he got in there, he saw something that grieved him and quenched him very, very greatly. And uh, it grieved him so much and quenched him so much that he turned over tables and turned over the chairs and quoted the scripture to him. And, and one gospel writer said that he... Uh, <clears throat> saw a bunch of cords on the floor and he picked them up and he made a whip and he whipped them out of the temple. Boy, he must have been upset, you, you think? He was grieved. He was quenched because they had turned the house of God, the house of prayer, the temple of God into a den of thieves. That tears him up. That grieves him. And I'm saying that over and over. It quenched him. And, uh, but don't you be so quick to judge. And Brother Benny, don't you be so quick to judge those, those money changers. Before you read 1 Corinthians 6, Benny Beckham, you might, you might, you might not should be so uh, rude to these money changers. Because you might be guilty of what they are doing. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and um, verse 19 and 20. Now it turns from the temple in Jerusalem to the body, your body, my body, being the temple of God. And then that's the reason why I have said to you tonight, don't be so quick to judge the money changers. Don't be so quick to, 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 to say things about them. 
because you may be guilty of doing the same thing. Listen to what it says. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And I want you to underline a most important teaching here, uh, which is in you. Where is the Holy Ghost? He's inside of you. Amen. He lives there, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. He, he doesn't live in this building uh, I have heard people say, well, I would never do anything in the church building, uh, you know, that, uh, that anything like drinking and cussing and all that stuff. I would never do that in the building that the church meets in. Oh, no, Brother Ben, I would never do that. But how about the temple of That's God? Right. Amen. What do you do every day that defiles the temple of God? If you're not praying, you're defiling it. That's right. If you're not praying, if you're not a soul winner, you're messing up the temple of God. Because this is to be a, it's temple of God, but it's a soul winning station too. It's a praying, a house of prayer. It's, it's all kinds of things. So um, notice what it says here. He's in you. He sees everything you see. He hears everything you you hear and he goes everywhere you go if you'll get a hold of that that will bring revival to your heart amen it has mine down through the last few years and then it says here for you're not your own i hear people say that this is my body brother beckham this this is my life and i'll do with it as i please no one's going to tell me what to do with my life and my body. Well, that's a bad attitude because, number one, it's not your body. It's not your life. Jesus paid for it, and what a price. Oh, my soul. The, the torture that he went through to die and to pay for your life, for your soul, for your mind, for your heart. What a price he paid, folks. That's right. And uh, so then it tells us that we are bought with that price. But then he says, therefore, glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God's. Folks, listen, that's not an exhortation from Brother Beckham or bro Brother Hooker or any other preacher. That is an exhortation that comes from God himself. And the Bible says that you are to glorify God in your temple, in your body, in your spirit. Amen. Amen. See, we, 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 we take these little petty doctrines uh, and we, we build major doctrines out of them. And, 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 and there are certain things that we always do as fundamentalists. Uh, we, we, we are separated people. We are soul-winning people. We read our Bible sometimes. Uh, but this praying thing and being a temple of God and, and fasting and those things, we kind of say, oh, that's just for the elite. That's just for the fanatical people. Uh, um, I, I, I'm not really gifted to do that. So, and so you just push it out and you push it in your mind. But folks, listen, anything that God tells you to do and you don't do it, every, anything God tells Benny Beckham to do and I don't do it, I'm in sin. Come on. 
And if I'm in sin, then God can't hear my prayer. Amen. Because Psalm 66, 18. Now, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I feel at home here. And so I'm going to talk to you like home folks, okay? Uh, we, we, we look at the Bible as an optional book. And, and we feel like that uh, we can just do what we want to do. Now, folks, listen to me. You can't. Uh, the Bible plainly says if we know to do good and do it and not, it is sins, James 4, 17. But here's the problem. You'll sit in the pews and you'll hear the preacher preach. And if it kind of uh, goes against your grain a little bit, then you say, well, that's not for me. That's not for me. That's our, that's Brother Beckham's interpretation. Or that's Brother Hooker's interpretation. That's the way they look at it. That's the reason why in the last few years of my life, I read the scripture and I let the scripture speak for itself. I'm not here to interpret scripture for you. I'm not here to tell you the meaning of it. I'm just here to read what God says. Uh, I'm the messenger, and, and, and I give you what God says, not what Benny Beckham thinks about what God says. Right. And, and so when it says that we are the temple of God, that's, that's exactly what, what we are. And when it says that the Holy Ghost is inside of us, that's exactly where he is. Amen. And when the Bible says that we are to glorify God in our body and spirit, that's exactly what he wants us to do. You understand. And then there are groups of people that we talked about this week. Um, we talked about the pastor and his family. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 and 17. Remember your pastor. We, we never forget him. Listen, uh, he's the one that's there when you're sick, when you're marrying your, uh, your spouses and all this stuff. He's there. Uh, sometimes he's just there to have fellowship with you. Uh, he's, he's just a good man. He's there. Amen? So you're to remember him. Remember him during the week. Remember when he's up here. Sit in the pew and listen well, but be praying because he's in combat up here. Pray for me tonight because I'm in hand-to-hand -hand combat with the devil and the demons of hell right now. They, they, they would do... They, they would love it if they could get me stuttering and, and stammering up here where you couldn't understand me. They would love it, but... But I'm determined, I'm fighting them, I'm praying all the time, I'm preaching. And you should be doing that too. You should be praying that the message will go over good, loud and clear to everyone in here, especially to your heart. And, and so we are to remember in verse 17 of Hebrews 13, we are to obey them. We are to submit to the pastor. Why? Because the Bible says, and we're not taking time to read it, I'm almost quoting it word for word. We are to obey, submit, because they watch for our souls that they must give an account. And so they're going to have to stand one day and give an account for what they have allowed in this building, in this ministry, in this assembly. And, and so um, remember him. And, and also make it joyful for Brother Hooker to come into here, this place yes, and to preach the Jesus. word. 
Don't don't let him have to walk in and, and it be a grief for him Amen. or a grudgery. Let it be a joy. Amen. Amen. Let it be a joy for his wife. Let it be a joy for his grandkids and, and, and his children that's in a part of this church. Let it be a joy for him to walk Amen. in. Let them walk in with a song on their heart and a whistle and a and a uh, energy in their steps and all of this good stuff. Amen. Because if they don't, Amen. then it's unprofitable yes, sir. for you. Right. That's what the book says. Yes. And, and then we, we, we talk about the preacher and his family, and they are wonderful. But then we talked about in the book of Ephesians. Look over in Ephesians chapter 3 with me. We talked about another group of people, and that's you, the church, the local church. A wonderful or, uh, organism. It, it, it's just a wonderful group of people. The local church. I'm in a local church every night of my week of, uh, of my life. Almost uh, 47, 48 weeks a year now. It used to be 51, 52 weeks. And I love the church. I love the church. Amen. I love you. I learned to love you last year. I love you this year. And if the Lord's willing, I'll love you next year. Amen. And and uh, so the Bible, Bible is very plain here about the church. We are to love one another, and we are to pray for one another. We are to uphold one another. We are, we are to help one another. Amen. Amen. We never to gossip about one another. Amen. We are never to be rude to one another. All that stuff. Keep that stuff out of Calvary Baptist Amen. Church. Let it stay out there in the world where it's supposed to be. It shouldn't. It has no place among the. the God's children. Uh, amen. And Colossians chapter 3 teaches that principle. And then we looked in chapter 3 of Ephesians and we saw that we are to be spirit filled. Amen. We are to be spirit led. If you're spirit filled and spirit led, you're going to be okay. But if you're in the flesh and you walk in the flesh and think in the flesh and live in the flesh, you're not going to be okay. You're going to just be a mediocre type of believer. Amen. I don't call them Christians. Uh, you know what? I don't preach to a lot of Christians. Uh, and, and, and you say, well, Brother Beckham, I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I'm a Christian. But a Christian is someone that's Christ-like. Yeah. Let's be biblical now. Uh, they were called Christians in Antioch because they were Christ-like. And you might just be a believer. You're on your way to heaven. And when you die, uh, that's, that's good. That's great. That's wonderful that you're not going to go to hell. But a real Christian is a, someone, I'll say it again, that is Christ-like. Amen? Amen? Yes, sir. And we are, the Bible also says that we are to walk as he walked. And I hear it often, uh, Brother Beckham, uh, we, you know we can't walk as Jesus walked. You know we can't walk worthy of the Lord Jesus. Well, why did God tell us to do it? Amen? Why would Jesus tell us to walk as he walked if it's impossible to do it? Well, I, let, me, let, me, let me just make it simple for you. It is impossible to do it if you do it in the flesh. But if you walk in the Holy Ghost, you can do it. 
That's the reason Romans chapter 8, if you'll look there with me, I won't take time to read the entire chapter, but I will read one verse to you. And, and it should be the goal for everybody in here that's saved to please God. That's the number one goal in my life uh, is to, ple to please God. Because he, he has done so much for me. Now look in verse 8 of Romans 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So the only way you're going to please God is to put to dead your flesh. Right. Kill it. Crucify it. Mortify it. Amen. Uh, the Bible uses those terms. And, and, and all through the Bible, especially Romans chapter 8, uh, when you get home tonight, uh, do me a favor and do you a favor. Read Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. Uh, are during the week. Read those chapters. They are wonderful chapters, but especially Romans 8, it tells you plainly that if, 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 if you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. So that's the reason why we are to be in the Spirit where we can glorify God. Amen. And now turn back to Ephesians chapter 3 and, and, um, and look at this verse with me. We, 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 haven't, we haven't preached this verse um, this week, so let me just hit it uh, a little bit in verse 17. That Christ made a well in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. There's two things there that I, I haven't even touched on so far. This week I'm going to touch on one of them, okay, or maybe both of them. But notice that little word, the well, D-W-E-L-L, -L, that Christ made a well in your hearts by faith. That is a very, 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 very important verse. What is that teaching? Now that is teaching this, folks. Listen to me. Uh, because a lot of people are believers. A lot of people are going to heaven when they die. But... A lot of people that comes to church, Christ is not at home. That word to well means be at home. Be at home. He is not at home in your heart if you're not talking to him without ceasing. Uh, see, we, we got to get back to the Bible, folks. Amen. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. I preach it dogmatically. Uh, people can water coat it, sugar coat it, whatever. Uh, well, I never was taught that in Bible college. Well, I wasn't taught a lot of things in Bible college, but I'm not going to overlook the teaching of God's Word just because I wasn't taught it in some Bible college. Amen. I, 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 because I'm slapping God in the face when I do that. God says pray without ceasing. God says pray everywhere. God says pray always. And that is as much of the Bible as go soul winning right. and fast and, and come to church and tithe and, and be separate. The same Bible says pray without ceasing. If I, if I invited you to, into my home and, and I never spoke to you, I never offered you any food. I never, but I, I asked you to come and stay with me for a week. Didn't, I haven't said a word to you in a week. Haven't fed you. Would you feel at home? How I many would, would, would stay there a whole week and be treating you that way? 
go to McDonald's to get you a hamburger is what you would do. Amen? You'd go back home. That's what you would do if I treated you that way. And listen, Jesus didn't come and knock your door in and save you against your will. That's, that's a bunch of heresy. Amen. And, 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 and I know there's a teaching. Calvinism teaches that stuff right. that he just walks in and, 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 and here you say, I don't want to be saved. Well, I'm going to save you anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Right. And I'll say it again. It's heresy. Right. And, um, and so how did God get into your heart? How did God get into my heart? How did God do it? How did he get in there? He got in there because I asked him to come in. Right. I said, God, I am a sinner. Come into my life and save my sorry soul at the age of 16. And he did. But I invited him in. And so I, I, and I haven't treated him like I should down the, the, the last 52 years. There's been times I have overlooked him. There's been times I haven't talked to him like I should. There's been times, amen, I didn't obey him. And all those times he didn't feel, he felt quenched. He felt grieved. In my heart because I invited him in, but I have treated him like a stepfather instead of a father. That's right. That's right. Amen. How about you? Are you, are you obeying this part of, of, of being a temple of God? Does Christ feel at home in your heart tonight? I sure hope he does. And then it says that you're being rooted and grounded in love. We are to be a loving people. Amen. Amen. And... Um, and so that's, that's, in a nutshell, what, what I have preached this week. So what, what, are you okay with that? Yeah. Are you doing okay with yeah. that? Is all that in place now? It may not have been in place starting on Wednesday, but is it in place now? Are you doing these things now? And then this morning I read about uh, what Jesus desires for the church, and he desires for us to recognize God, doesn't he? Amen. Recognize him. Recognize, being at home, recognize him. Let, him. let him be what he wants to be. Let him say what he wants to say with our mouths zipped up. Let's not argue with him. Amen. Let's not say, well, God, uh, you know, there's a hundred ways to look at that. No, there's not. There's only one way. How would you like for your children to look at you and you tell them, Johnny, go out there and cut the grass. Susie, go and make up your bed and wash the dishes. Johnny says, Daddy, I just don't see it that way. The grass is really, it really doesn't need to be cut, Dad. I'm sorry. I'm just not convicted that it, I should go out there and cut that grass. And then Susie say to you, you ladies, as, the, as her mother, now, Mom, my bed is okay. I know it's all wrinkled up and the cover's all messed up, and I know that, but, but it sleeps fine. I, I just don't see why I should make up that bed. I made it up a month ago. Good night, Mom. What's the big deal? And the dishes. They're not but that high. It's not time to wash the dishes. We can wash them another week or two. How would you like for your children to do you that way? In my day, yep. get out there and cut the grass. Yep. 
now. Not another word. Susie, get in there and wash the dishes. And it's, it wasn't child abuse. It was just parents loving their children. Amen. And, and that's the way we do God. God says, Benny, I want you to pray without ceasing. But God, now you know that we can't pray without ceasing. Good night, Lord. Here I am trying to drive a car and you want me to get on my knees. He didn't say that. He said pray without ceasing. Be in the spirit of prayer. He didn't say get on your knees without ceasing. He didn't say close your eyes without ceasing. He said pray without ceasing. And we try to make, make everything complicated and hard instead of just doing what God tells us to do. And so we bring glory to God. We really do. We bring glory to God when we just obey him. And then we saw this morning that we would, that, that his desire is that we just do. And I have said it over and over in different ways tonight. We just do what the Bible tells us to do. Amen. Just do what the Bible. And, and we went through all those things this morning about the Bible. The Bible's like a sword. It's like water. It's sanctifying. It's, it's a delight. It's like honey. And, uh, and Brother Hooker said, now, Brother Beckham, uh, don't, don't tell the people not to bring you honey. If you can't take it, I'll take it for you. <laughs> and uh, so, so uh, bring all the honey you want and, uh, and, and, and give it to your pastor. Amen. And uh, I didn't even think about that, me being so selfish like that. And uh, so he, he kind of throwed out that hint to me tonight. So if you didn't bring it tonight, bring it. Bring it to him, okay? And, uh, and, and that way God will bless me and not whip me for not thinking about my brother back there. Amen? And, um, and it's the gospel seed. Continue to throw the seed out. Amen? It's gold for our enrichment. It's milk for our nourishment. It's meat for our strengthening. It's a hammer. Amen? Oh, boy. I praise God for it. And uh, the Bible is a fire, not only for our own purifying, but for our enabling us in a cold world to be warm in heart towards all mankind. Is not my word like as a fire, God says. And I didn't give you that one this morning. And so in closing, that is, that is all the sermons in a nutshell. All the sermons in a nutshell. So, what have you done with them? What are you going to do with them? Amen? Because the revival don't stop tonight. That's right. The meeting, this, the scheduled meeting stops tonight. But I hope revival will continue and these messages will burn in your heart forever. Yes, sir. Amen? Amen? Yes, sir. And, and, and just... Just, just keep, just, if you're doing what God wants you to do, just keep doing it. Amen? God will bless. God will bless. It, it's, everyone wants to, to grow overnight. You know, a baby that is born tonight and he's a man tomorrow, he's a freak. There's something wrong with that. And gradual growth, I have learned as a preacher, as a pastor down through the years, 
gradual growth was much better than this overnight stuff. Right. Right. Amen. So continue to grow. Continue to fast. Continue to pray. Continue to be a soul winner. Continue to be Bible students. Amen. Amen. And continue to, to, obey, to obey your preacher and to love him. He's a great guy. And, and, and I, don't, I don't say that everywhere I go, but, but Brother Hooker is, uh, and, and, and he, he didn't pay me $20 to say this either. And uh, he, matter of fact, he, uh, most preachers, when, when, you, when you start saying something braggity about them, they don't like it. And uh, more likely, he's probably got his head bowed saying, Lord, get him locked off and get him out of the pulpit. Don't let him be saying all this stuff. But, but I think uh, praise should be given where praise is due. I hope that you will um, put it in your heart. Put it in your heart. And grow in it. Amen. Grow in it. You young couples. You young couples. Now, I, I left this one for the last. You young couples, you older couples, love your wife. Guys, love her. Tell her I love you. Because you don't know when she's going to die. You don't know when she's going to get sick and wither away. You just don't know. And um, you wives, be in submission to your husband as unto the Lord. And you children... Be careful what you say to mom and dad. Mom and dad don't la don't live forever. They really don't. They could die so quickly. And, and if I had time, I would tell you the story that woke me up. But uh, 24 years old, thought my mother was going to live forever, and I was rude. I was already pastoring. I, I, I stood on the right thing, but I didn't stand in the right way. You can be saying the right thing, but you can say it wrongly, you know. And that's what I did, and, and Mother died a couple days later. And I had three opportunities to, to say, Mom, I'm sorry, and I didn't take them. So, so be careful, young people. Don't, don't, don't have to live the rest of your life with regrets. Amen? Amen. I've lived with regrets for 40-something years. 
I would give, if I was a rich man, I would give every, all my riches just to be able to say, Mama, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and fathers, be, if you're going to be one thing here, be the same thing at home. Amen. If you're going to be a Christian here, be one at home. And we all make mistakes. There's not a, there's not a person in this room that doesn't make mistakes. And when you make a mistake, say, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. And start over. So that's the way God has led me to close the meeting tonight. And um, you may want to get your wife by the hand and come to the altar and pray. Pray with her. I don't get to pray with Jeanette very much. Um, as far as church services, because I'm leading the, the uh, invitation in that way, I don't get to pray with uh, Julia much. Uh, once in a while, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go to the altar as a family. Um, but I'm going to ask you all to do that with me tonight. And, um, and then you may want to do the same thing. Let's, uh, I'm going to just open the invitation, no playing or anything. And that way it will free up everyone that wants to come to the altar. And, and just get your wife by the hand and pray with her if she's here. And, and bring your children down. Pray with them if they are here. And uh, let's, let's close the service that way tonight. Is, isn't that a good idea? Amen. And you say, well, my spouse is not here. Well, um, Get with another family and pray with them if, if you need to. So let's stand and um, um, 